You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. But we did see a movie uh, on the way back called uh, Table 19. Table of this? 19. It's got Anna Kendrick in it. It's got uh, Craig Robinson. Done. Uh, Lisa Kudrow. Yes. It's like a small little indie film, but man, it is, it's uh, it's so great. It's everything you want in a movie. It's yeah. like funny and heartfelt. Lightsaber like battles. Live and cry. It's almost everything you want in a movie. <laughs> without being in space. <laughs> okay. Um, or sci-fi. Does Thanos show up after or the credits? Or fantasy. In any, yes, there's an <laughs> end, end of credit sequence. With Thanos. Where, uh, yeah. He's like, welcome to the table. <laughs> no, it's may, about a, may I get your drink order, please? It's really cute. If you like, it's about a wedding uh, and uh, the guests that get seated at the, the oh, back end of the table, yeah. the ones that aren't really a whole the bunch misfits. Of people, they're not couples or anything. Yeah. They put all the single po- folks at table 19. Really, that's exactly what it is. That's cool. Ends up being really sweet, man. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, check it out. We'll have to check that out. It's got Anna Kendrick, man. Good date movie. How bad can it be? You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll make out afterwards. Yeah. Ideally. I saw a movie that maybe for the passengers on the plane. I saw a movie that maybe you would like. Ooh, Uh, it's called Transformers: (laughs) The Last Night. I don't think you did. Holy shit, Joe! uh, I am fascinated by how bad this franchise. Well, you must be in order to pay. How much did you pay for your ticket? Was this a matinee or this is probably? I used uh, Fandango cash that I had from work. Okay, fair enough. And so you can have a clear conscience. I had to pay thirteen bucks for popcorn and a water. You would have done that at home, probably. I would have paid thirteen bucks for popcorn and water. (laughs) I mean, you you would have eaten that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, I went and uh, uh, it. it, The movie started at ten thirty. Oh god! About ten fifteen, ten thirty at night. Why? On a weekday? Uh, I think I got home at 4 a.m. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, on a weekday. It was. It was on a weekday. Why? Why did you do this to yourself? I, because. Voluntarily. I was fascinated. Like, And I knew nobody would want to go see this. No oh, one else would want to go. went stag. I went stag. To the Transformers. <laughs> you must have fit right in at I, that showing. Well, I was one of four people in oh, that screening. Kidding. And the other three were critics. <laughs> yes, that's right. Or crickets. Maybe they were crickets. <laughs> oh, nice. Because it was making that sound. Of an empty theater. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a seal. <laughs> Big crickets. So uh, so Transformers, The Last Night. Let's hear the review. You saw the last one, right? I did see the last one. Where, like, Marky Wahlberg? It, 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 I'm a scientist farmer from Texas. <laughs> I'm a teacher, too. <laughs> what about those honeybees? Check out my hot daughter, um, who I'm kind of sexually attracted to. So, it's a little uncomfortable. You know, The end of that movie, mm-hmm. where Optimus Prime launches himself into space. I, I don't remember that. Because he's so. going to find his makers or whatever. Okay. Uh, Take your word for it. So, I did see this film. So, so this this movie, uh, it opens up and there's like this demilitarized zone still in Chicago or whatever. Yeah, I bet. Uh, or Chicago. It's been fucked up throughout this ki- entire series. These, these kids sneak in and end up like getting attacked by the TRF. And it's like this anti-Transformers unit. Oh. But Josh Dumail is part of it. He's back. Like... But he's working with the military, mm-hmm. who is like cooperating with these guys. So he's kind of on the bad guy side. He's initially? kind of on the yeah. He's kind of on the bad guy. Something side. Something tells me he's not going to stay that way throughout the entire film. Well, film. dude, mm-hmm. you've seen this movie, <laughs> uh, and so like Mark Wahlberg though is part of the resistance. And he's resistance. working with Bumblebee, mm-hmm. and like he's calling him, "Hey, B, 
You be, you good back there, B? You all right? And like, I'm like, dude, you you've been in one movie with him, and like, <laughs> you guys are buddy buddy. You have this familiarity? I don't think so. Where did fucking uh, not Zach Efron? What's that guy's name? The anti Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf go. He was. He, I don't know. Dude. How, how did they even? Why didn't they bring him, him out of the back? movie? They never did. They've never explained him. They just kind of dropped him. And well, you remember that last movie? Like ago. Mark Wahlberg just kind of found Optimus Prime. Yeah. But just thought it was a truck and kept the truck in his farm but, or whatever. But you want to talk about a special relationship like, with Baldi. Holy shit, you're Optimus Prime. I think I found a Transformer. I think I found a Transformer. <laughs> Donnie. So this movie was about three hours long. Oh, my. What? Well, no. two and a half. It was just two and a half hours long. Yeah. I fell asleep through about half of it. Did you? Well, that's the well, And Joel, I don't think I missed any of the story. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure I well, still had the complete story. So I've heard two things. I've heard that it's it's a really simple, dumb story, or and that it's overcomplicated and it's, way too complex. It's a little overcomplicated. Okay. It's a simple story that they try to make overcomplicated. Okay. It's a simple story that they stretch way too long. Like, you have Anthony Hopkins... Okay. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, why is Sir Anthony Hopkins in a fucking Transformers movie? This movie starts in medieval times. Ooh. Dinner and tournament? Not dinner and tournament. <laughs> the actual medieval times. Uh, the Dark Ages, where Stanley Tucci is the Red is, Knight is Merlin. <laughs> oh, what? He, he plays a drunk Merlin. Wait, isn't Stanley so Tucci... King Arthur and Lancelot and the Knights of the Round Table mm-hmm. are fighting these like you know savages or whatever for their kingdom? Da 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 da. Things are looking grim. Well, their wizard Merlin mm. uh, apparently has a plan and is friends with a transformer mm-hmm. uh, and has made a deal with them. And they have they they gave him this like staff of Cybertron. Okay. And with the staff, he can control the 12 knights of Cybertron or whatever, mm. who come together to ma- come together <laughs> doom, doom, and make doom, doom. a three-headed dragon. Ooh. Yeah. So... Is this... Now, is this from this... Transformers lore? I should be asking my brother this. Brother, he probably knows. I have no fucking clue. Right. I don't know. Uh, it's kind of like with everything in these Transformers movies. They're just... They're just kind of making it up as they go along. Pick and choose. Like, I feel like this whole thing is filmed chronologically. <laughs> And like Michael Bay is just like, oh wait, uh, this is what we're gonna do next. Yeah, what if this happened? Uh, and so, uh, so King Arthur and the knights win the fight. To to this, I'm sitting here in the theater going, all right. So this movie is now positing that King Arthur and Lancelot were like real people, and not, oh, sure, good point. <laughs> and not, and not like just literary devices, um, not wizards. fictional characters that Merlin, King Arthur, and Lancelot had existed. Uh, and you know what? Part of me is like, all right. Well, I'm already having to believe that there are Transformers in this world. True. I'll go along with this. All right. So, yeah. Um, there's this whole, like, resistance, Transformer resistance going on, this movement to try to hunt up, hunt down all the Transformers mm-hmm. for what's happened. Uh, meanwhile, Megatron is on the loose. Is he still around? He's still fucking around. They've killed around. him, like, twice now. Yes, they have. Uh, also, that one actor that died in one of the Transformers movies. What? And returned. I don't know yeah, about the, this. the bald general guy, the military general guy. I don't know if you remember him. No. He's in every Michael Bay movie. But apparently, he died in the second movie and then is back in all of the Transformers. <laughs> like playing the same character? Yeah, like, like Brent Spiner from Independence Day. Oh, like, my God. They he did. died, but for some reason, he's back playing the same character. Hmm. So, Optimus Prime at one at, eventually makes it back to Cybertron hmm. and he meets. Quintessa, Ooh. who oh. is who is claims to be the creator of the Transformers. Is this like a play off the, uh, the Quintessons? Yeah. Yes. It is, really? Yeah. Yeah, because the tentacles and uh-huh. everything? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, you I didn't get excited about that. <laughs> oh, really? So she, uh, she, like, touches his face, and his face turns red, and he becomes... Uh, Nemesis Prime. Uh-oh. Negaprime. <laughs> Negaprime. <laughs> so he... 
goes back to Earth because she's like, you need to, the only way to stop Unicron. They are now introducing Unicron in this. Uh, And I can't wait to tell you, at the end of this whole review, I'm going to tell you where Unicron is. Okay. Uh, So they they have to get the staff. Wait, hold on. And the staff is being held by Anthony Hopkins, who's uh, waiting for the ans- uh, the the descendant of Merlin mm. to make themselves you know public or whatever to so that way he can hand the staff to the next person that should have it. Uh, he has he has a robotic uh, butler that has oh, yes. been in his line. C three PO, I've he heard a, a, like a weird hyperactive mega strong C three PO that like they're trying their best to try to give us like another K two, but it just doesn't work out. <laughs> oh that no. Way. Um, so yeah, the, he, he, uh, he's waiting for the, the line of Merlin and it's this English woman who gives people tours through like the, the, the whatever, whatever museum they have in, in England. Yeah. I have no idea. British museum. She, she gives people the British museum. <laughs> Let's go with she that. She gives, she gives people tours and shit. She and Marky Mark obviously end up hooking up <laughs> somehow because, obviously. because Transformers. Because look at these pecs, yo. Because Marky Mark's junkyard gets blown up and attacked by Megatron. Again? Where he's keeping the uh, he's keeping the Dinobots. What? And we only see the Dinobots in the beginning. We don't really see them anymore after that. L- uh, like literally, they don't yeah. come back and save oh, the day. He's yelling at Grimlock. He's like, put that car down. Put that car down. Like, like he's a bad puppy. I've seen him in the trailers, yeah. It's like, stop this. <laughs> And meanwhile, they've got little like bite-sized versions of Slag and Swoop and stuff. Oh, yes. And I'm like, oh, please let them come back. And they may have while I was asleep, but <laughs> they did not come back for the climax of the That's a good point. Movie. You were gone for a, a portion of this. <laughs> but they didn't come back for the climax of the film. <laughs> incomplete so, review, we should mention. Um, spoiler alert, by the way, uh, right? Well, what, dude, spoiler alert is the film. Like, <laughs> it is spoiled. It has been completely spoiled and rotten. Yeah? Uh, right. So... Th- Fast forward to the end. <laughs> There's this big fight because Cybertron has now shown up in orbit around Earth. Oh, interesting. And has dug its hooks into Earth to try to like rebuild itself. We just watched this movie last week. Yeah, <laughs> we did. In, it's so, called Independence Day Resurgence. So uh, they defeat Quintessa. Mm-hmm. Optimus Prime returns and gets in a fight with Bumblebee. I They're saw that. Big time fight. Yeah, that's And then Bumblebee the finds his voice. Oh, finally. And he's like, Prime. What does he sound like? I'm your best friend. Is that what he says? Yeah. He sounds like Dennis Quaid. Like, I've always been your best friend. I would lay down my life for you. And that little red spot on, <gasps> Optim- on Nemesis Prime's face. Disappears. Disappears. And he's like, Bumblebee. The power of love. My friend. <laughs> what have I done? Is he still using? Yeah, like, Peter still Cullen. still using fucking Peter, Peter Cullen. And like, I feel like the, they haven't actually hired Peter Cullen for the last three movies. They've just <laughs> used <laughs> samples of audio of what he's done. Because every other line it's he says starts with, I am Optimus Prime. It's kind of like a robo. Uh, <laughs> yes. they've, they've got certain words that they can just build yes. sentences out of. They've they, got recorded. They have the Optimus Prime soundboard. Say the word the. <laughs> the. Now say the. Now say the. Two. Two. <laughs> now say Bumblebee. Bumblebee. All right. I think we've got it. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. That'll be all. You'll be receiving that was in 2002. No money for this. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, they end up defeating Quintessa. I don't know why my like, sound guy. Pieces of Cybertron are falling accent. to Earth. That, but the movie ends, and Cybertron is still connected to Earth. Uh-oh. No gravitational changes or anything like that. <laughs> it's just like it's just connected. And the Transformers go to Cybertron. Like Optimus Prime turns to Marky Mark, and he's like, "All right, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> if you need us, call me. We'll be over here." Like uh, your Optimus, like John Wayne. <laughs> yeah, that's well. That's what Peter Cullen said. He modeled it after. Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, and so, so they go back to Cybertron, dude. At some point, like, there's this little medallion. 
that Marky Mark finds on the body of a dead Transformer. Why is this it's necessary? a Transformer. Oh. And like whoever has this is the last knight. So it's, it's like the Matrix of Power? It kind of like leadership. the Matrix of Leadership. Whatever it is. And it ends up crawling onto Marky Mark's arm. Uh-oh. And the 12 knights like end up attacking Optimus Prime you got because they're like, you're in league with Quintessa. Ooh. You know, and they start, uh. they start beating up Optimus Prime, calling him a traitor. And they're about to execute him. Ooh. And then Marky Mark's like, no! And this thing transforms on his arm no. and becomes a huge sword. <laughs> Joel! And he stops the sword that the 20-foot Transformer is wielding. Is this like... Uh... But, like, I get, like, okay, maybe it can't cut through his sword. Maybe he can, like, but deflect the, it. The inertia. But the inertia alone is going to send Marky Mark flying. This sounds and like it doesn't. Count Dooku and uh, Yoda having <laughs> yes. a lightsaber battle. Did Mike Rawlberg yeah. begin to yeah. flip around? And... Yes. So all that to say, mm-hmm. uh, Optimus Prime is on all of the ad materials for this movie. Uh-oh. And he's in about 15 minutes oh, of it. No. He's in 15 minutes of a two and Who a half is the hour star? Because I hear those little kids have like kind of a big role. Yeah, there are little kids in this movie. There's uh-huh. one little girl, and she's got like a little dinky robot mm-hmm. that's like, like an R2-D2 that doesn't... It looks like it looks like the guys who created like Turkey from Thanks Killing created this transformer. <laughs> oh no! It's so horrible looking, uh. and it just looks pathetic. It's like, <laughs> uh, and it's not a vehicle. It just she's like it forgot how to transform. I'm like, well, I don't know what the fuck it would turn into, man. <laughs> it just looks like a trash can. What the fuck is that? So yeah, you're making me kind of want to see this movie now. Actually, well, yeah, because it's one of those. These Transformers movies are like a special kind of bad. Like every one of them, I like the first one okay. First one's not bad. First one's all right. It's got a couple of bayisms that are like, ugh. They all do. Um, the, the, the third everywhere. one, halfway through, becomes the Transformers movie I'd always wanted yeah, to see. Maybe a little too violent for my taste, yeah. but uh, yeah. I do like where. Kind of agree. Where like Optimus Prime in the second one's like, give me your face. <laughs> Seems out of character. For he's, him. Yeah, he's totally like even in this one, he's like, "I'm gonna kill you." Yeah, they make him a, more of a badass. Well, he decapitates a couple of Transformers. Like, this Does he of, really? Yeah, yeah, when he's a good guy, he cut it a few. <laughs> yeah, no, well, he got it a few in the first movie <laughs> as well. I recall. Really ripped somebody's head off then too. But they totally bring the score Finish back him. from the first movie. Oh yeah, Michael dun, or, what's dun, Jablowski or whatever dun, that guy's name. Yeah, Ooh, I like that. Um, what, was it not in the last? In the last no, few, I, I don't re- I don't remember. I never I don't remember them as as much. But isn't this supposed to be okay? Oh, so hold on. So tell me about Unicron then, because oh shit, they're setting it up for a sequel. So all around the Earth, mm-hmm. there are these little like Cybertronian looking horns sticking up out of the ground. Yeah, yeah, clearly, and they you know I, they were the Cybertron was kind of like hooking into them, anchoring into them. Ooh. Well, after they um, after they destroy Quintessa. We go to like a uh, like kind of a middle credit sequence where there's a man walking through the desert and there's one of those horns and he's, he touches it, Uh-oh. and this woman in black robe shows up. What? It's Quintessa who making oh. herself look human, uh, and she's like, "I wouldn't touch that," and he's like, "Why? He wouldn't like it." Ooh, and he's like, "What? What do you mean? Who's he? Unicron." Ooh, they are saying that Unicron is the Earth is Earth in Earth, and they're gonna yeah. activate him. Unicron is in Earth. That's interesting, yeah, but completely different than. <laughs> so what happens? Like, does Earth just cease to be? I, I does Unicron transform and like Earth cease? It, it totally screams of we have no plan. We don't. Well, know what we're I, doing. and I had heard that I thought this was going to be the last one that Michael Bay came back for. I know it time. seems like they should end in six because you know trilogies and such, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I I didn't think that was happening. No, but you're telling me I, it it ends on a cliffhanger. Well, I don't know if it's. 
it may not make its money back, and I think maybe that's what's happening here. Is they're uh, they're not ready to commit to it, but they kind of want to leave the option open. Yeah, if uh, that Chinese audience comes through. Good God, is it's... there a lot of pandering to the Chinese audience in this film? No, I hear no. that's the new trend now. I um, as with Independence Day resurgence, I would t- I would go this. I would say this. Mm-hmm. This movie was definitely not as racially insensitive. Oh, great! As the second one was. Oh, oh right! With the, the second uh, one is like the, the Rastafarian, pinnacle. Yeah. the Jar Jar Binks. Of it's like, the man, we don't know how to read. Yeah, well, it's like, like, wow. I've always said it. Michael Bay quietly, kind of, a, kind of a racist. <laughs> subtly, Watch Bad Boys racist. and well, all of his movies almost. <laughs> Take a pack of tropical fruit, Bubblicious, <laughs> and some Skittles. Some Skittles. So yeah, that's Transformers last night. Well, thank you for making me not have to see that film. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to all see my it. questions. Joel, you should not see this movie. I'd catch it on cable if it ever shows nope, up. I wouldn't do it. No, don't, don't, don't even do that. Huh? Don't do it. All right. I mean, there's a part of me that has this like weird curiosity. I wonder what it was I missed because I missed a I missed a sizable portion. It sounds of this movie. like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the whole Anthony Hopkins opening fire on Megatron was weird. What? Weird. What is he? Oh, what is he firing with? He, a, a rifle. He just has a rifle. What do you think that's going to do? He, he, I don't know. Isn't he the descendant of but, Merlin or no, something? No, he's Shouldn't not. He, know? he oh, is okay. just custodian of the staff until he finds gotcha. the descendant of Merlin. Steward. It, yeah, I have no idea. I have no fucking clue. But there is a point where he is giving just loads and loads of exposition, like an hour and a half into this movie. <laughs> yeah. He's giving backstory and exposition on what well, it is that he's doing. kids love backstory. And like, uh, that that's where I kept going in and out of consciousness. <laughs> I was like, what is, what the fuck is happening? That was about Zero Dark Thirty for you? Yeah. So there well, you thank go. you, Joe, for being you're the welcome. canary in the in the coal mine. <laughs> That's what your brother called me. Brother too. would say he's like you're like the canary in the coal mine. <laughs> Wait, I got You're like the canary in the coal mine. I make him sound like he's Sliced Stallone. alone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Joe, you're like the canary in the coal mine. <laughs> you know. That's really good. <laughs> this is the editing bay oh. on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel, and this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Sometimes they're Transformers: The Last Night. Oh. No matter what the case, uh, every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and discuss it with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, and each other. Uh, we'll give it a little bit of criticism, but we also give it its props, because every movie does something wrong, every movie does something right. Uh, and uh, if you want to join us in that discussion... If you recall our No Holds Barred episode, I'm not sure. There's a lot of redeemable dude, qualities I would not say that, that No Dude, wait a minute. Hmm? Oh, wait. Hmm. There is a little bit of redemption in No Holds Barred. Okay, what's that? The sexy outfit that What's-Her-Name gets in when they camp out on the, in the hotel room. <laughs> that's crazy, that's yes. A, that's it. That's a good point. That, that's it. Joan but, Severance. But it's but it's it's um, it's cauterized by the... <laughs> by, by the butt cheeks the of, awkwardness. of Hulk Hogan coming out of his little, Fucking making, his little man shorts. And he's got to do his little push-ups on the bed. Yes. That's his, his nightly routine, apparently. My problem with him, a woman. too, is that like every bit of dialogue, it sounds like he's trying to like exhale his tongue out of his nose. <laughs> Why can't you stay on your side of the bed? <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. It's that nut tickler mustache he's rocking. You can tell his acting. Uh, his acting skills have uh, they must be transferred through like genetics because his daughter is in an episode of Glow. Oh and no, she's fucking horrible. Is it in awful? The, in the ten seconds, she's <laughs> she has like two lines, and uh, she's fucking horrible. Uh, she's really it's the the worst part of Glow is just her little performance. Um, yeah, so we invite you to take part in the discussion <laughs> on Facebook uh, in the search function. Put in the editing bay. That's going to bring up an image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. So you can talk back to us and uh, join us as we discuss 
today uh, in honor of the release. That's actually today, tonight. That's right. The release of Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. We decided to uh, to watch Spider-Man 3, the Tobey Maguire-Sam Raimi joint. And Joe, we could have done any number of Spider-Man movies. Um, could have done the first two from this trilogy. Could have done... I, I could have done the Andrew Garfield ones. I have not seen either of those. There's... there's um. There's some good things that are being done in those in those movies. Yeah, but then I hear Emma Watson is oh, Emma Watson. Emma Stone is great. Emma Stone's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Garfield's really good. Yeah, I like him too. He's a good Spider-Man. The it, villains aren't really treated with too much care. Well, it's like they kind of uh, set out with the credo that they weren't going to repeat any of the ones from the Sam Raimi trilogy. Yeah, and those are just kind of some of the more interesting ones, right? Exactly, like the Green Goblin. Yeah, and the, and the thing is, they could say that, oh yeah, we didn't, we didn't want to repeat anything. But in the second Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie, they fucking repeat Harry Osborn becoming the fucking Hobgoblin. Oh, do they? Yeah. Wait, doesn't that already have like Rhino and? Yes. Jamie Foxx is Electro or whatever yes. the fuck that yeah, yeah. is. It Electro? Yeah, he's Electro. Oh, that name didn't seem right. It seemed yeah, too no, generic. That's, I, that's it. That's Electro. All right. Um, Which one's better, that first one or the second one? The Andrew Garfield. Oh, man, that's a tough one. Okay. Because I really like the story of the lizard in the first one. Played um, by who? I forget. I already forget who the villain was. I don't remember. <laughs> okay, I'll pull this up. The um, IMDb to the but rescue. I, but I did like the second one. I thought the second one had some great moments. Uh, I liked how they handled the Gwen Stacy, uh, Captain Stacy stuff mm. in the second movie. Uh, I don't know, man. That's a tough question. Uh, I guess if I guess I prefer this, the first one a little bit more. It was funny. Uh, Talking to Jenna did not watch this one with me this week, uh, sadly. But yeah. uh, she was like, uh, "She's like, no, no, what, which one did you watch again?" And I was like, "Well, it's part three. She was like, and she was trying to recast like Emma Stone. And I was like, "No, no, no, that's the second one." She's like, "I thought that was the first one." Like, "No, no, there's a whole other <laughs> whole, series of Spider-Man the movies franchise." Yeah, and now they're because to her, like Tom Holland is the second one, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Nope. I am from Holland. Isn't that weird? Oh, that guy. Rice Ifans. Rice Ifans. Irfan Khan. <laughs> oh, yeah. As Rajit. <laughs> and Dennis Leary. Oh, he does play Captain Stacy. Yeah, he's Stacey, Captain Stacy. Martin Sheen's Uncle Ben. Who's uh, Aunt May in this one? Aunt Sally, May, Field. Sally Field. Wait, That's... didn't Sally Field... No, I'm thinking of Diane Lane. Yeah. Diane Lane is now in, like... Two superhero movies, right? Diane Lane, right? Yeah, that's right. She's in the Wonder Woman franchise, and she plays Martha Kent in Superman. Oh, is she in Wonder Woman? No, yeah. isn't she? She's not one of the Mm-mm. the the. I'm not making this up. Cut this part out, Jeff. Not, Cut this part out. Uh, <laughs> maybe she. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'll look this up. I do love her in Man of Steel, though, where she has that whole bit about like listen to my voice. Yes, let my voice be an island. I was thinking about that the other day. There's so many. Great things about that first one. It had so much promise. There's, there are. There's some good things about that first one, but mm. then there are some bad things. And it, it all comes kind of in the last third. Joe, have we done that film on the podcast? I don't think we have. Coming soon to an episode of the Editing Bay. Man, of, man steel. of Steel. But for now, we're talking about a different man. Spider-Man. A Spider-Man. Speederman. <laughs> Speederman 3. Every time. So there was a lot of... Uh, I mean... In order to talk about Spider-Man 3, you kind of have to talk about the history of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Yes. Uh, one of them being the casting of Tobey Maguire, which... People are, it's kind of a polarizing thing. Like, people either really love Tobey Maguire, they thought he was a good choice, or people hate him. I think Where do you fall? Uh, I think he was a good choice, but I do admit that he is weird and awkward to watch. Yes. Like, he is not. He's, he's got like kind of the buggy eyes. He's not a leading man. He, his face is. He's not a pleasant person to stare at. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel, feel the same way about uh, Jason Siegel. I guess that's his name. I love <laughs> his movies. He's funny as hell. But uh, but I've seen way too much of his You've, body and yeah, face. Yeah, me too, dude. He's just kind of a, a weird looking guy. Yeah. Like, you you don't look at him and say, like, hey, you're going to be in pictures someday, Sonny. No, he's a guy that had to get by on his talent. 
Yeah, ex- and, which is why I like him. Very talented. Same dude. thing with Tobey Maguire. One of my favorite Jason Siegel roles. Mm-hmm. Not that we're here to talk about Jason Siegel. <laughs> why not? But if you've ever seen the movie Dead Man on Campus. I haven't. Ah, oh, shit. He plays uh, uh, Mark Paul Gossler and Tom Everett Scott end up moving into oh. this dorm and he's their third roommate mm-hmm. who ends up leaving because he meets a girl at the first like the first night they're there they have a party he falls in love with the girl and so he moves in with her <laughs> but it's Jason Siegel and he's like so fucking pent up and shit and he's like don't touch any of my stuff <laughs> and then like he gives them the student Facebook like the the student handbook and it's got like everybody and he's like man I just fucking <laughs> beat off to that thing nightly <laughs> <laughs> So I'll, I'll always remember that as, uh, as Jason Siegel's first role. I can't believe you haven't seen this movie. No, uh, but yeah, no. Tobey Maguire. I totally agree. Tobey Maguire, very talented, really, really fucking awkward to watch. Like yeah. some of his reactions are like, Ey. even when we did it earlier, uh, we uh, what did we watch? Pleasantville earlier this year, yes, and uh, starring him. And he's he's he, maybe he was cuter then. That's the thing. He's a little younger, and so it kind of seemed like, oh, look at this cute little kid. But he's not a fine wine. He has not gotten better with age. <laughs> no. He's just turning more. He's kind of starting to look like a goblin. Actually. Yeah, a little bit. But it's the thing is, yeah, Pleasantville Tobey Maguire was a cute kid. And I think even if you go back and just look at Spider-Man 1, mm-hmm. he looks fine. He looks all yeah, right. Well, it's just 10 years on. It's exactly. They, so much out. time has passed mm-hmm. that he's like, he goes to being a 30 year old who's still trying to play like, <laughs> like fresh out of high 20 school. 20 year old, yeah. And it's like, dude, you know, you, you are looking your age. He, he definitely is looking his age in this movie. Well, luckily, they've rounded out the cast with, uh, they're making up for him <laughs> with some other lookers by the addition of Dallas Bryce Howard. Yeah. Oh, my, my gosh. The lady in the water. Oh, my gosh. Dallas Bryce <laughs> Howard. She's cute. This man. is like prime. Dallas Bryce Howard too, I think maybe. You think so? Yeah, I, th- I think she looks fantastic. Like I was watching Black Mirror with uh, yes, in that episode, Sarah, great, and it's a really good episode. So good. That was that was one. Like I was really proud of her. I was proud of her for discovering because I had never heard of Black Mirror, and like w- then I watched it with her, and then suddenly other people are talking about like, hey, we found this show called Black Mirror. Jenna's like, really good at good that on too. You, Sarah, like you fucking yeah. discovered that before anybody did. Jenna picked out that movie we watched on the plane based on the cover art. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, man, you picked it again. She's done that. She's three for three. That's great. Mm-hmm. It's a good talent. I don't have that talent. No. I think also the, the, my fascination with bad movies probably hurts me there, too. <laughs> yes, we're easily swayed one to of, uh, <laughs> lesser quality films. I mean, one of my ideas where I was like, hey, we're, we're hanging tomorrow night? Let's just watch a bad fucking movie. <laughs> but like, that, I've realized now in my group of friends, like, <laughs> there is only one person who shares my fucking passion for watching bad movies. Is it Jay? It's Jay. I figured as much. It's Jay. We could sit down and we laugh our balls off just at these fucking movies and go, what the fuck? I've come to appreciate it since we've uh, been doing this podcast. But I got to admit, we started off doing some horrible films. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this every week. <laughs> but uh, now I look forward to it. Oh, brother, we're going to have a return. Oh, what yeah, does this mean? I'm just just teasing next week's. Oh, you already know what I week already is. know what I'm doing oh, next are we week. Going to have Jay joining us? Uh, probably. You maybe two we will should. Be the only ones uh, enjoying. Maybe, maybe we should the film. Uh, all right. So the story of Spider-Man Three. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, yeah, yeah, and you were going to preface this by talking oh, about the original trilogy. You got to watch. You, you got to kind of consider the original movies mm-hmm. and the casting and stuff. And you know, it, I think what Sam Raimi did was he really surprised people, especially with that first Spider-Man movie. Like we. Up until this point, the only good comic book movie in in that era that we had, mm-hmm. because this whole superhero boom was still coming off of Batman eighty nine, right. yeah, and uh, and everybody gobbling up you know these different properties and trying to make movies and like some of them kind of hit like The Mask 
or oh, yeah. or they they sunk like Judge Dredd did not do well mm-hmm. wasn't properly received uh, and then you had Tank Girl that nobody at the time was really ready for yeah and they're like what what do I I don't even know what to do even with now this. I'm not ready for that film <laughs> listen to our Tank Girl and I, I love Tank Girl but I agree like that 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 stuff is not for everyone you know that mm. material is not for everyone uh, and so then we ended up getting kind of on the tail end. Of the millennia, like what was it, ninety nine, two thousand? Sure, yeah. we got X Men. Yeah, oh yeah, and suddenly like, holy shit, man! Took it to a new level. Fucking X Men, like we dig this. It's not the costumes we're used to, but it's its own story. Mm-hmm. It's the characters that we love. You know, we had this Hugh Jackman guy, and everybody's like, six foot Wolverine? Are you fucking kidding me? But then everybody fucking forgave it because the dude played the fucking role exactly. Uh, and so, fresh off of X Men, we got Spider Man. And people were starting to have faith in these comic book movies. Like, holy shit, Sam Raimi, the guy who did Evil Dead and like That's a right. simple plan. Uh, and, and The Gift is getting us Spider-Man. How are we going to, how can they make Spider-Man? And then there was that whole ad campaign with the Twin Towers and the helicopter oh, yes. getting stuck between them. Had to take it down. They had to take it down. Uh, and and Spider-Man became a hit. And then Spider-Man 2 came along. No. And people like, you fucking improved on that first one. Holy yeah. shit. What did you think of that first one? Because I, I, I was the, one of the lone dissenting voices, I think. I was not on board I, that first Spider-Man. I liked it, but I had issues. And most of my issues stemmed from uh, not sticking to canon. Oh. The fact that like it was always Peter and Gwen Stacy, mm-hmm. kind of like in the Andrew Garfield movies. It was always Peter and Gwen. Peter didn't hook up with Mary Jane until much later. Right, right. Uh, and so I kind of had an issue with that, where it was like MJ. Um I also didn't didn't know how to feel about the fact that when he got bit by the spider, like he produced bi- biological webs, and it wasn't like a web spinner, like a, a, an invention of his. Is that what it is originally in, in the, the comics? comics? Yeah, he creates like a, a synthetic webbing. Oh, that's what it is. It doesn't come out of his body. <laughs> I, I had no idea. That was the only version I ever knew. If it was accurate that a, a web came out of a human, like how it does a spider, would come out of his ass. Come out of his ass, exactly. Well, <laughs> so, still kind of funny. In a PG thirteen exactly. rated film, <laughs> he's like swinging through town, <laughs> shooting webs out of his ass at people. <laughs> uh, I want that version now. It'll be the Tim Burton version. Tim Burton, where he's got like spiders for hands. Oh, that's what I was going to do. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, so no, I, I think that what we had there was, you know, everybody was expecting, like, oh, man, that first movie, for the most part, I think everybody was really positive about it. But then that second one came along, and I think everybody was leery. You know, you thought, okay, Doc Ock, uh, it's the second movie. Mm-hmm. You need to try to, to improve on it. And how are we going to do that? And uh, and they did though. Oh, he fucking pulled it off. That's when I finally uh, started to appreciate uh, the, the, that Spider-Man franchise. I like that one, and that was my favorite uh, comic movie up to that date. Um, but then you also had like the 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 Jesus Christ, um, yeah, the, the symbolism, yeah, on the, the train, symbolism on being the train. passed around. Um, so I could see where that could turn some people off. That oh, being whatever, said, get over it. that being said, Sam Raimi always kind of treated the Spider-Man movies. If you're familiar with his early work. It was like a superhero movie, but with that Sam Raimi charm, with what he did. Like, yeah, they were you know, fun. They were fun. There were lots of practical effects, lots of practical devices, and he used CG sparingly. Exactly. This movie, <laughs> unfortunately, with Spider-Man 3, we don't get that. Suddenly, we're introduced to a very... Uh, schizophrenic kind of movie. Yes, like it, it's got multiple personalities. You can see that Sam Raimi, that classic uh, chemistry that Sam Raimi had as he created the first two Spider-Man movies. But then you can kind of see like 
there's another force at work in this film. Yeah, it's called the studio. Yeah. <laughs> and and up until that point, you talk about the effects. I think this is, this film had the most effect shots yeah. of any film. Yeah. Uh, I think it's been surpassed since then. Well, and you had to with with Sandman. Like you, oh, you yeah. absolutely had to have those shots with him. They worked for like three years to kind of perfect that look, apparently. And, and, it, and it's a good look. Uh, I was really impressed. And, and that's the problem. It's hard to say, oh, the effects aren't up to task because a lot of them are. There's some yeah. really impressive looking shots. The the problem is just the sheer volume of special effect shots. Like not everybody, the A team A team isn't getting all of the the effect shots. Mm-mm. You got to pass some down to the B team, right? And uh, some of them just weren't up to the task, unfortunately. Yeah. And and I think that uh, it, the sheer volume of effect shots, the sheer volume of villains in this movie. Yeah. This this film suffers from what is the main fucking plot, <laughs> um, and not what Remy wanted to do apparently. And and the thing is. There were a lot of comic fanboys screaming. They wanted Venom. They wanted Venom. They mm-hmm. wanted Venom. I don't agree with that. I was never really one of those guys. Like I never thought Venom was really that interesting of a character. He's not an interesting character. He just looks cool. He looks very cool. Yeah, he was one of my favorites too. But um, just for the look. But you can't just talk. You if you're going to do a Venom movie, do a Venom movie. You know, have Venom be the Spider-Man villain. You know, and have that be the focus. You can't have this whole story about. You know, oh, well, you know that guy that killed your uncle? Well, he had an accomplice, and it turns out he's the one that shot your Uncle that Ben. That was so cheap that them just, like, double-dipping on that storyline the, the from the ben first story. movie. It's like, it's wrapped up, forgotten. And then, not only do they introduce, oh, there was actually a second guy there who, yeah. who was the actual killer, then they even kind of renege on that by the end yes, of the movie. Yes, they do like, by the end of the film. Actually, no, I didn't, it wasn't what anybody thought. Yeah. It's like, uh, do we, does anybody even care about fucking old Uncle Walter or whatever the fuck Uncle, got, Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben, there you go. I Walter. love his rice, but uh, shut he doesn't... The f- shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> uh, no, so, uh, so, yeah, there's, there's too much going on in this. And then you throw in the middle of it, like, uh, the, you know, the, the James Franco. <laughs> Bringing that back. And his whole fucking storyline where he's the Hobgoblin character or whatever and... You know, he's got... And I still don't understand how that all started in the second movie where he was seeing, like, his father and hearing his father's voice in his head. Oh, right. To, and, you know... It, like, there was an explanation for it in the first film, I, the way yeah. uh, Will, Willem Dafoe transformed into the goblin. Mm-hmm. Not so much... Not so much for James for Franco's. Uh, but so it's but passed we down by blood. that in. And the thing is, you have this really dumb device where he gets uh, amnesia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they treat. She doesn't remember like, anything. He's got short-term memory loss, and I'm like, okay, I've seen Memento. I kind of get short-term memory loss, uh, but the way he was acting, you're right. The way he was acting is like, my father, was he a good guy? Yeah. I'm like, bitch, you got short-term, you got short-term memory loss. Yes, like you forgot what happened accident. in the past, like hour or something. <laughs> like you don't forget months and months of stuff. Well, he remembers all of the characters and people. Hey, Peter, how are you? You know, Here's like my that they're buddy. friends exactly. But, but he's not, like, we used to play this at school, right? <laughs> like with the basketball. I'm like, dude, you are. This isn't fucking awakenings. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the casting, what do you think of James Franco? It's hard to watch. Like, I hadn't seen <laughs> After him seeing all his movies I know, I, now. I hadn't seen him in too many comedies when the first Spider Man came out. But now with uh, this is the end and Superbad, Pineapple Express, Pineapple Express. I don't think it's too far in the realm of his personality that he does another movie where he's chasing Mary Jane. Yeah. <laughs> Full Nicely disclosure: done. I did that one before we recorded. Just and we as like, funny. We have got to say that again. The first time. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I think he's okay. I think he's misdirected. Y- yeah, I'll give you that. Um, 
But I think he does a, a decent job. I think he does a good job with what material he has to work well, with. And see, I didn't mind him being back. In fact, that's kind of the storyline I wanted to see. That was the one one of my favorite parts of this film was that they kind of finally wrapped up because and it's gave a, us because it's a full through line what they'd promised yeah. since the first film. Yeah. Um, but it just kind of just the way it happens seems a little bit of a cop out. Like you mm-hmm. said, the amnesia, and then uh, but oh, then, I hate but you, then the amnesia but then, doesn't even last. The amnesia like it goes away. So fucking quick, like <laughs> yes. right after he has, like he cooks and has dinner with Mary Jane, uh, and they they dance to the twist mm-hmm. in two thousand four or whatever <laughs> year know, this movie came out. The and kids love doo they're, 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 they're sitting there cooking and listening to the and like the twist starts playing. I don't know what station they're listening Mama, to, Mama. but they're just hanging out and they're cooking in the kitchen. That song comes on. Hey and they're like, kids, hey, it's you the know what? Yeah, Wolfman Jack. <laughs> you know what? What you know? It's popular. That movie, uh, Practical Magic. There's that scene where they all dance in the kitchen. Let's do that. Let's recreate that part. Um, and so he turns it up. He has a remote. And he's like. Eh? And he turns up yep. the twist, just openly uh, trying to woo his best friend's girlfriend. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they just they start making out. Yeah, and she leaves, and suddenly, boom! Now, Willem Dafoe's voice. What was head. your reaction when like she she gave in, she acquiesced? To I his thought advances. that was bullshit. I was like, what the I fuck, thought that Mary was Jane? Bullshit. First of all, like she's artificially pissed off at Peter. For the uh, it's a lot of peas in that sentence. Is it artificially though? Kind of like he's Peter kind is, of a Peter victim of kinda, circumstance. Peter right. is kind of acting like he's, a selfish. He's dick. starting to be a dick, but he's not cheating on her. Remember everything like, he's trying to. He's about to fucking propose to her. Yeah, and and what she go? She goes around and kisses his she best. friend. She goes and kisses his best friend. Not cool, Mary Jane. Not cool. <laughs> that fucking that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she goes around town, owing everybody money. Oh, and Jackie Treehorn money? You said it yourself. She kidnapped herself. <laughs> well, that's interesting. That's, that's interesting, fucking, man. fucking inter- interesting. Uh, so, what would it be without a Big Lebowski reference? I don't Joe? know, man. Wouldn't be an episode of the editing bay. Uh, so, that aside, mm-hmm. I like this movie. Oh, I, I do. controversial, Joe. I, I like this movie. Mm. Um, I feel that within is... All of the makings of classic Spider-Man comics and mm-hmm. classic Spider-Man stories. Uh, I like what they did with Peter Parker going dark. I, I thought that, did I too. thought it was a good like. It wasn't typical where it's like Superman three, where it's just brooding Peter Parker he's, and he's like <laughs> sitting in a bar drinking and like yeah. just being mean. Like I like that he just kind of became a cocky cop. cocky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, he's dancing. I love the bit where he's like kind of. Start snapping and stuff down the, on the street, street, and all the girls are like looking. And at then him. he turns around, he does the little slide move, <laughs> yes. and the two girls are like, "Uh, what?" Yeah, <laughs> and he just like points at them, spins, and goes into the shop. I think that's fucking hilarious. I I, I do enjoy that, and uh, I didn't even mind that the the infamous dance sequence. I know uh, th- that was the one thing I heard Joe before I'd seen this in theaters when the film came out. All of the haters, the detractors. They always pointed to that scene. There's a dance scene in here. Peter Parker shouldn't be dancing. Why he not? Should be kicking ass. I think that's. I thought it was great. I'm with you, Joe. I, I like the storyline there. I like the duality because, especially like we, we've seen two movies of him now fighting supervillains. Yeah, it's time to get to introspective. Exactly, uh, and it's one of the few times, in, like in this film, where that he does. He truly gets introspective, but not just introspective, but. It's fucking funny. It's humorous. And for every every naysayer, everybody, all the detractors that you're talking about, they're like, fuck this movie, there's a dance sequence. Fucking Guardians of the Galaxy opens with a dance sequence. <laughs> Both of them. 
Yes. Both of them. That's true. That's true. Good point. And I bet your fucking <laughs> fanboy asses loved the shit out of that. Yep. Like, oh, I love it. I love when Peter Quill's dancing. And I love when <laughs> Baby Groot is dancing. But when fucking Peter Parker did yeah. it, it was the fucking end of the world. Especially, Joe, since there are legitimate problems with this film that we can point to. Sure. That, uh, you know, the dance sequence, maybe it's not your taste. But it wasn't the worst thing about this film. No. No. Uh, and, and while, Joe, I do enjoy uh, them bringing back the, the Harry Osborns. Osborn? Osborne story and wrapping that up. Uh-huh. I don't, I'm, I'm not happy with some of the way it played out, especially when he basically kind of threatened to blackmails Mary Jane yeah. into breaking up with Peter Parker, mm-hmm. who she already knows is about to propose to him. Right, love, love of her life, and then tries to kill Peter. <laughs> yes, like, try stabs him, mm-hmm. stabs him. Yet when Peter defends himself and throws a fucking grenade back, it's like fuck Peter Parker. He's a fucking asshole because he did this to me. Right. Well, you kind of mm, yeah yeah kind of brought it upon yourself. I'm and and I'm cool with the Sandman storyline. Yeah, but again, like of all the things that didn't need to be in this film, like if I were gonna uh, remove one of them, it would be the Sandman character. Yeah, because I think you can get by with the Harry Osborn and then introduce Venom. I'm I'm fine with two and then storylines and then maybe on. and maybe would you still do like. Peter and Harry teaming up at the end yeah, to take oh, down yeah, Venom. Absolutely, that would be pretty. I cool. love that. But you, you don't and that need would be Spider-Man. a nice reversal of like more heroes than there are villains in the movie. Ah, there you go. That yeah. would be kind of cool. Balance to and the you force. and you have that redemption, the redemption story for Harry. Exactly. You have the redemption story for Peter yeah. within the course of this story. And then we don't have to go back and revisit Uncle Walt, Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben, and his rice. See, there's a part of me that that really liked the Sandman storyline. I would have loved to have seen it in its own movie. Yeah. Especially okay. I think the way he became Sandman was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> that he's he's, being, like, cha- he's so like, being chased by cops, climbs mm-hmm. a fence, falls into a pit, and the cops are like, huh? Can't Where find him, I guess. Can't find him. Turns out that pit uh, is about to undergo a, a scientific experiment. Right. What's going by, on By there, the Joe? worst scientists in the world, <laughs> because by the way. they can't detect that the mass has <laughs> increased <laughs> at, by like 90%. At one point, this woman's like, well, the silica count has increased. It's probably a bird. Fly away. <laughs> yeah, once don't worry like, about it. Don't you guys have cameras on yeah. the test site? <laughs> yeah, nobody's looking. You don't have any cameras on the test no site? No safety like, measures? Hey, exactly. maybe some feet on the ground. <laughs> the eyes on the target. Like like motion detectors? <laughs> yeah, there's maybe no, a little no bit. nest cams? I just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kind of curious. Like, you guys are scientists. And also, who's funding this experiment? Yeah. What is this experiment? Where are they? Where are they right <laughs> we now? We never revisited. Because at one point, someone's like, he's in the marshlands. <laughs> and I'm like, in... In New York City? <laughs> like, where? where you know, what, Rochester. What, what are you talking about in Rochester? <laughs> That's a long way to run, man. Because uh, I've got a long way to, to run. run. Uh, Good song. But yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't you agree, though, mm. Like when, despite all this, mm. when the sand starts shifting Dude. and he starts kind of like that whole I wordless sequence love that is scene. really well done. And the music... The, yes. the score underneath that, too, which, uh, you know, a lot of people were, were upset because Danny Elfman, I believe, did the first two films, but did not return for this one. They got some other guy. Uh, they're still using his themes. Yeah. Uh, but that Sandman sequence is a new composition, new it's theme. so good. And it's great. And it really starts off, uh, it, it, it lives on its own as an, as an orchestral piece. You don't have to see the scene with it. But it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, you see him kind of like starting to realize what's going on. And he's trying to get up and he collapses. And finally, by the end of the sequence, he's grown legs. Mm-hmm. And then, inexplicably, Joe... So it, it's taken him like two to three minutes to form just a, 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 a shape of a just human a out of sand, right? 
bam, bam. And then he starts walking away. And now all of a sudden, he's just yeah, he's like close. a T-2000. He's able to put clothes back on himself. And his face even looks like himself. He's like, well, that learning curve <laughs> accelerated quickly. Let's quite a talent you've well, developed look, in the last five minutes. We don't right? have the time in this two and a half hour long movie. This is what I'm saying. Why <laughs> is Sandman in this film? He, it should have been a standalone film. Because they wanted to go back to... Because there were no personal stakes. There really were no personal stakes for Peter. And the thing is, he didn't need him. There was... There was enough going on in his life that we did not have to like bring up the pain of Uncle Ben again. Yeah, he's having relationship the, problems. He, he, he we got a soap opera to been, tell. Man, but I still really like the Sandman. I like his story in another movie. He's fine. It's I just, like him in another film. And they don't even really wrap up his story in a significant way. Like he, he turns they, into a giant monster. He's helping Venom. Like his motivation for helping Venom is then, kind of weak, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Venom's all like, yeah, I want to kill... I was going to say Batman. <laughs> I want to kill the well, Spider-Man. You well, want to kill the Spider-Man? And that's the problem. That Why scene, does he want to kill the Spider-Man? That fucking scene between Venom and Sandman mm-hmm. plays out like fucking Jim Carrey and Tommy yeah, Lee Jones. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's a little comical. Uh, I didn't get it. I didn't understand the, the motivation. No, the motivation... There was a misunderstanding and you, you turned into mud, but you're cool now. It's so bad. He thinks you it's killed so, his uncle. It's so bad. Well, Why the, you got to turn into a giant monster? And, to... and then the Topher Grace. Here's the thing. If Venom needed to have the development that Sandman had, they needed to develop his character a lot more. Now, are you talking Get about like... Sandman out of there, but... Venom the symbiote, the... Well, the... No, well, yeah. They don't explain where the fuck that comes from. It's just a meteorite it that takes, happens to land... It, Within do you, meters. Do you know, do you know how, how the, well, the, it's supposed the, to be, where the symbiote comes from? It's in supposed the to be Gwen Stacy's fiance who is. Right? Who the fuck are you talking about? Gwen Stacy's fiance, who's the astronaut who goes up. And, uh, right? Isn't that a Venom? Venom. No. It, it gets uh, on an astronaut. No. And, and <laughs> no. that's how he got brought back was, to Earth. There was a thing in the 80s called the Secret War, like oh. Secret Wars. Oh, okay. Uh, where all the heroes and all the villains were taken to Battle World. And they had to fight each other. Is that with and John Travolta? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he plays a 10-foot on, alien. He's on stilts with Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> for, for, for Whitaker. <laughs> with his crossed eye. Man. Uh, so, yeah, they, they end up battling, and Spider-Man lands in, like, this goo, and it, like, kind of attaches itself to him, and that's when Spider-Man gets the black costume. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, like, there wasn't really anything to it. It wait, was wait. just like, oh, Spider-Man has a black costume now. Where does it come from? It comes from a place called Battle World. Okay. Where the be- yeah. the Beyonder so took it is, all the So it is an alien. It is. Okay. No, it's an, it is an alien symbiote. But the thing was, it wasn't like immediately villainous or anything like that. Hmm. It, they started playing along with that storyline. They started developing that a little bit later on. Uh, and Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four created like this sonic weapon that got rid of the, the symbiote. Ah. And then it found its way to Eddie Brock, who there you go. was a uh, like this real jacked, like huge guy. Um, who had this vendetta against Spider-Man. <laughs> and when you think jacked, you, you think, think Topher Grace. Grace. <laughs> <laughs> well, and here's what my hope was for that. Before I saw the movie, I was like, all right, Topher Grace, Tobey Maguire, kind of the same build. Yes. Maybe here's what they're going to do with that movie, is that you know Venom will be running around fucking shit up, and people are going to blame it on Spider-Man. Ah. And it's going to be Spider-Man's job to try to fix it. And, like, that would have been a really compelling yeah. kind of story for me. But that's what I'm saying. Like, they needed to develop, like, the Eddie Brock-Peter Parker relationship. Um, so that way you could justify the Venom-Spider-Man conflict. Yes. And they don't ever do that. Uh, it, it's that Peter Parker got me fired. Now I yeah, want to kill him. Exactly. And it would have been even cooler if maybe Eddie was a little bit more affable. Yeah, a little sympathetic. A little sympathetic. He's kind of a prick from the beginning. Well, there's this scene at the beginning of the movie where his girlfriend is hanging from a 60-second floor of an office building. <laughs> he's like snapping he's like, photos. It's Gwen. 
And like Captain Stacy's like, what? Oh, it's my daughter up there. And he's like, yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Eddie. I, I, I did, and I'm, I'm dating your daughter. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> I think everybody's fucking... Ah! Um, they should all be Where's heightened sh- by about 110%. Thank you. The woman that both of you love yes. is hanging for her dear life on top of the And they're building. just like, well, well, hey, look at that. They don't see that every day. <laughs> I know, right? And then <laughs> I had that same thought. Gwen Stacy gets saved. And I know I'm, I was trying to make a point about Venom, but I think I made it. Gwen Stacy gets saved. And apparently New York City has enough time to pull together a parade in a day. <laughs> <She does. laughs> A lot of a lot of spare resources here <laughs> in a day post nine eleven New York and they invite Bryce Dallas Howard to be the, like the speaker of course and there you go she's the one who was saved you know I don't mind all that that's fine what did, what did you feel about the 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 Mary Jane storyline in it though the she's in a play she's not good yeah she's kind of feeling sorry for herself like did we need to go down that route did we need to ha- go down that path? Uh, I mean, they, they had to set up, they had to make her vulnerable. And how does she become vulnerable? But how do we still do it in a way where Peter Parker doesn't look like a complete ass? But he hits her. Right oh, after the dance scene when shit, he's fighting right. the guy. And he backhands <gasps> that's her. That's right. Not, no, I mean, he doesn't know it's her. That's right. But he backhands her. I forgot about that. You can't do that. I'm sorry. If you're trying to make your, you're trying to make, illustrate internal conflict with cardinal your hero. Sin. I feel like that's a cardinal sin, especially in something like Spider-Man. Yeah, PG thirteen. You know, he's the guy that no matter what, he's not going to hit anybody. Like he won't hit her. He'll come close, or like he'll end up like ducking out of the way of someone, and that person will end up hitting her. Like right, right. He'll feel like caused by him, but he can't be the first. Exactly. He cannot. It cannot be his handprint on her because to me, then suddenly I'm like that sullies the whole relationship between the two characters. I forgot about that man. Well, she sullied it herself by uh, going around and kissing the BF. She asked for it. Look at what she was wearing. <laughs> Joel's mentality. That redhead. No, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I've talked for about 20, 30 minutes. Uh, what do you have? Let's see. Let's see. We're almost at the hour mark. We spent like the first half hour talking about Transformers. <laughs> uh, we? Excuse me? Sorry. We? <laughs> Can we agree that Bruce Campbell's appearances in all three of these yes. movies are fucking phenomenal? They're the highlights of the film, They're and so I think good. that this third appearance is it's my his favorite best. of the three. It's his best one. Just because of what he gets to do. It's, oh, my God. It's like an episode of Three's Company, the whole, <laughs> yes. oh, he's got the ring, but uh, it's going to be in the champagne glass, but you got to bring it at just the right time. And he keeps accidentally getting the signal wrong. Yeah, like, oh, oh, yes. What? Peter Parker has to keep sending him back. No, no, not oh time. Oh, my gosh. I love where he, they're talking about it beforehand. He's like, this is very romantic. <laughs> She's doing the French And accent. I am French. <laughs> <laughs> And like Toby uh, McGuire's like, uh huh, yeah. So I love it. This this one was a good one. Did you uh, did you ever hear what um, what Bruce Campbell was telling people? No. Uh, what do you mean about about his role in this in this movie? That was he um, spreading lies. He was spreading lies. He's Bruce like, Campbell. So I guys, know. just want you guys to know that I actually played a much bigger character <laughs> in these movies than you realize. Oh, oh yes, the Mysterio theory. That's right. Yeah, that, that he's uh... that he is the same person in all three movies. Just tracking Peter Parker throughout the entire se- which I love this theory obviously it never comes to fruition but holy shit and, that's and brilliant would have been hard to explain like why Peter hasn't recognized him all three times I know right I just love that it's a quick little inside joke for uh, for Evil Dead God, fans it's, it's so great Sam well, Raimi fans quick little inside thing for Evil Dead fans if you think about Spider-Man 2 when the arms come alive, when Octavius is on the operating table, mm-hmm. and the arms come alive, it's totally that like first person cam, and we get a little oh, bit of that. Oh, that's right! Yeah, when the symbiote is going up the bed. Oh, that's right! We get a little bit of that. crawling up his hand and becoming part of him. I love Joe. Sam Raimi as a filmmaker. I really do. He's done. He's yeah, he hasn't had a. Would you say this is his worst film? 
I'm trying to uh, let me look up and see what else he's done. Man, we'll have to compare it he to. did do Darkman because he's got oh well yeah, but that was that was a directing gig, right? That wasn't like his. <laughs> well, you're did he write that? His, I don't think he wrote it. I didn't think so. Yes, but uh, yeah. Dragman of Hell, you ever seen Dragman of Hell? Oh God, that's so good! <laughs> that's one it's of my so favorite great. films. It's so tongue in cheek. Like nobody realizes uh-huh. how tongue in cheek that fucking movie is. I love it. I had so much fun with it the first so time I saw it. Good. Yeah, a lot of Evil Dead stuff. Don't breathe. Don't oh, breathe. yes, you produced on I that. We got to go to director. We got to go to director. Thirty-seven things. Uh, oh, what's he working on now? The Black, the Black Gandola. Gandola. Oh, it's a short film. Gandola. Never mind. Never mind. Rake TV. Oh yes, Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, I forgot that's... he did that. Well, there you go. There's his worst film Man. right there, wouldn't you say? Coming soon to an episode of The Editing Bay. There's parts of that movie that I like, mm-hmm. but I hate so much more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. The last act of that Another film. Another James Franco movie. Yeah, no, he yeah. loves his James. Loves him some James Franco. Yeah, he does. As do we all. I do love the third act of that film, though. I think it kind of it's fun the way they're yeah. setting up Bruce Campbell's in that, too. That's right. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I forgot about that. He's very loyal to his people, man. Him and Stan Lee. Stanley having a contest. <laughs> I thought you meant Stanley was an Oz the Great and Powerful. No, no, no. It's like what? What role did he play? He's the tornado. Yeah, I am the tornado. <laughs> it was nice, by the way, to see Willem Dafoe come back. Yeah, a quick little cameo. Wish we would have seen more of him. He was really fun in that first movie, man. He, when you go back and you think about that, where he's uh, where he's talking to himself in the mirror. And they keep going back and forth. Yeah. That must have been so fun to act and, and out. Then, and then they took it and you put it in Lord of the Rings. What? In the Two Towers, mm. where Gollum talks to himself in the reflection. Oh, oh that's right. Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. Mm, Inspired And never come back. <laughs> we hate it. No, I, I agree. I agree. I, Willem Dafoe, I thought, was a really good villain. Um,. It was really it was nice in that first movie to see him play the the Green Goblin, and they weren't trying to like they weren't trying to make him the Joker of right. the Spider Man universe. Um, the costume was a little bad. I, well, and that's the thing. I remember thinking this looks like a Power Ranger. Yeah, like this this is kind of embarrassing for all parties involved at this point. That's why I wasn't on board that first Spider Man movie. It was something about I don't know the lighting. Like, what did you think about like the the it felt the flat. raised webbing on the costume of the Spider Man costume? I didn't, I didn't mind the costume at all. I thought Spider Man looked fine. I just thought uh, the, the the goblin. I thought it was the way the way it was shot. Yeah, it wasn't uh, as cinematic as as uh, some of the superhero films. A little too Xena Warrior today. Princess. Yeah, it's very kind of made for TV, but that's kind of Sam Raimi style, right? Yeah. Uh, for better for worse. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the the Aunt May relationship in this movie? Uh, where she gives she gives Peter the ring, and she's always like she's always spouting some kind of like you know some empty wisdom. <laughs> yes, like seriously, she just kind of shows up to be the conscience of the movie. I liked his landlord better than I liked Aunt May. In this I film. was I was happy to see them bring those characters back. The, the Russian landlord and the, yes. the daughter who kind of has like a weird crush on Peter Parker, uh-huh. yet is. Trying to hook him up with Mary Jane. Mary Jane. I he seems very him. excited he's that she's calling up. him. He's hanging out by the phone. He's like, give me some more milk. Yeah, yeah. He's ordering oh, her me, around. Give me some milk. <laughs> uh, They're fun, though. Yeah. It was, it's, it's a movie that gets a bad rap, I think. Uh, I think that, and part of the problem is that there are so many comic book purists, me being one of them, that are so ready to hate these movies mm. and not really... Appreciate them. Not for, try to appreciate them for what they terms. are. Yeah. yeah, and I think that Sam Raimi established that in the first film. He established his Spider-Man universe, and I don't think that this film really violates that. It's just that the handling of the villains is all wrong, and we could go through and put together so many different like formulas of like how they should have done it. Uh, but ultimately, if you're trying to pander to the fanboys and you want to make a, a 
a Venom movie, then you needed to start developing Venom and Eddie Brock much earlier and much more thoroughly yeah. through the film. It can't be like a third act reveal. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Dude, it's two a, for Grace is a, Venom. It's a two and a half hour long movie, and like at the 40 minute mark <laughs> is when Topher finally becomes Venom. Like that is far too late. Forty minute or hour forty minutes? It, no, it was forty minutes left. That's that's. Oh, right. gotcha, was, gotcha. Yeah. There were forty minutes left in the film. Yeah, and then we finally got Venom. He probably has like two scenes that he performs as Venom. Yeah, I mean the rest is like CGI. It's just and a shit, CGI right? Venom. Yeah, or just somebody else in a rubber suit. A lot of a uh, lot, yeah. <laughs> a lot of a uh, lot of people flying around. A lot of a lot of rubbery looking CGI yeah. in this film. And you know what? I don't mind it so much in the first fight scene. Where, and and I had some problems. Part of me had a problem with Peter Parker swinging through the city without his costume on. Oh yeah, like I I would think like the first thing he would do is try to like find a dark corner somewhere, change and change. Didn't bring it with him. Uh, but I thought that still like that fight between him and Harry was fun. Like straight to the point where Harry's flying and gets like clotheslined off of his yes. glider. And and that's classic Raimi, like the way that it plays out. It's like a Looney Tunes cartoon. If you listen to it any is. Sam Raimi interview, yeah. or if you listen to any of his director commentaries on his movies, he is so influenced by Three Stooges and Looney Tunes. It shows. And so when you see that in his movies, like that's that's him. Like that is his DNA as a director. He even adds sound effects. Boing, yes. and you know, there's there's some uh, intentional sound design uh-huh. that kind of adds to that cartoony nature. I didn't mind watching this movie again. I'm going to tell you, like I didn't mind oh. watching it. There's definitely there are definitely faults in this film. I'll go farther than that and say I think it's better than the first film. If you're looking at all three, I got to rate it just slightly above that first one. Ooh. I know that first one's a nice origin story, but it's it's so easy to tell an origin story. I think. Yeah. Um. And and while that was a good one, there was enough just off about it where I, I wasn't fully bought into the uh, the franchise until that second movie. I don't. You know what? Uh, that's hard for me, man. I don't. Maybe think they're I, wrong. I don't think I can go down that. Journey. You still like that first one. I better. like the first one a little bit better All because right. I really like the relationships as they were developing. That is I true. I like the relationships, um, uh, the relationship between Willem Dafoe and Peter Parker. Yes. I loved a how... father-son. Well, the father-son thing, and I love how Willem Dafoe played the conflict internally of mm-hmm. like when he finally would come to his senses and be like, No, what have sorry. I done? What have I done? I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Peter. Like, right. uh, But then I like the cat and mouse thing that was going on between... Uh, Norman Osborn and Peter Parker where like mm-hmm. uh, he sees the blood on Peter's arm and he's like how'd you get that cut yep. he's very like that's a fun scene Yeah, it's a really fun scene real fun cat and mouse kind uh-huh. of thing so I, I, I dig that I dig that I All think right. I think that the origin story was done in a powerful way too where we really liked Cliff Robertson who on a previous episode when I was talking about oh, is the our Batman 66 episode oh yeah where I was like man Cliff Robertson was one of the villains and you're like who oh. I don't even know who that is and, and and I should have said he was like Uncle Ben in the Sam Raimi movies, the, the Spider-Man movies. And ironic that uh, he was in Batman because or Uncle Walt. This was <laughs> as I referred to him. This was his last film. Yes, it was. He died shortly thereafter. I don't think he was alive when the film actually released. Wow, it took so long to film. It's a shame because he he gives a really strong performance. Yeah, yes, kind of adds to his character, but again, unneeded. I don't like the double dip. No double dipping. I I agree with you. Uh, what else? Do you have anything else? That is all I have, man. All right, man. So what did Spider-Man 3 do right? Uh, what did it do right? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say the score. I like the new themes that were introduced. We talked about that Sandman theme that kind of lives on its Mr. own in that Sandman. scene. And, uh, yes. You you watch this on mute, and it doesn't have the same effect. Uh, there's some nice, some nice orchestral pieces going on in this film. So, yeah, I like, I like the music. What I thought Spider-Man 3 did right was the, well, the casting of Bryce Dallas Howard as Gwen Stacy. Oh, yeah. I thought she was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that 
Sam Raimi was able to hit like the action beats. I thought at a very natural pace. <laughs> you I know, was never bored watching this. Well, movie. that's true, and in fact, I, that's almost a critique that I have. Like, um, action scenes happen in scenes that you don't think are going to end in an action scene. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, this is going to be a quiet moment where a father and son are going to have a nope action scene. Boom, action just scene. drops one right in on you. That I think that whole crane sequence kind of comes out of nowhere. All of a sudden, there's a crazy crane on the loose, and it's running through a building, and <laughs> CG Gwen Stacy is now falling. I, it's, I didn't mind that so much. Yeah. I thought that I thought that it paced itself pretty well. Uh, uh, I was never, like I said, I was never bored watching this movie. There was never a point where I was like, "The fuck is happening now? Like, what the shit? Like, where characters were just fucking pontificating and spouting out exposition the entire time. Yeah, all right, I'll give you that. I, I liked it. I liked that there weren't too many, like, villain monologues going on in this movie. Even the first one had, like, Willem Dafoe monologuing oh, yeah. with Peter Parker oh, at yeah. one point. Oh, I love when he, uh, he busts into Aunt May. There's an example. Aunt May's given a nice little quiet prayer by her bedside in the first Spider-Man. She's praying, and he's like, finish it. <laughs> Deliver us from finish I t- it. I totally forgot Fear about that. It's so bad. I forgot about that. So bad. That's great. That's classic Raimi. No way. What did Spider-Man 3 do wrong? Uh, that scene. <laughs> oh wait, that, that wasn't was even wrong, in it. Wrong Spider-Man. Uh, no, yeah, I, I the addition of one too many villains, and I yeah. think you get rid of the Sandman. Well, and that's the thing. Think of how how much money was spent on this film. How, how much extra scenes were filmed to re- reduce your film by thirty percent? Right. Like you know, just take that whole character but, out, but being, spend more time where you need it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Being a writer, though. Oh yeah. Like if your whole movie is based on Sandman and the studio is making you plug in Venom, Yeah, it's much more difficult to like go back and now we're going to take Sandman out of everything. It's a rewrite. and <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> That sucks. That's why you get multiple names on fucking exactly. written by because like people yeah. are like, I don't want to fucking do that. Mm-hmm. You're asking me to go back and start over. Um, well, they should have done it. They would have had a much better film. I, I don't disagree. At a fraction of the cost. Here's the thing. I don't, I don't and, disagree with And you. maybe we'd have a fourth and possibly a, a fifth Batman, Batman, Spider-Man <laughs> film in this franchise. I have no, no. I have no no illusions that we would have gotten more. I mean, looking, you don't at, think to- so? looking at Tobey Maguire in this movie, <laughs> like I said, dude too looks tired. like he's 40 years old. <laughs> We cannot. But I like where they were going to go. We could have had the vulture. Oh, oh! You know what they were going to do? They were going to make um, the lizard. Yeah, the uh, the because Kurt Connors, the his doctor, doctor, they Dylan introduced Baker, him. The actor Dylan in Baker. In fact, they introduced him in Spider Man Two. He's in Spider Man. No, he's in the first one. He's from is all he? the way back in the first one. I Holy think. Holy shit! Well, maybe it is just the second one. Maybe it is just the second one. I thought it was the second one. Yeah. But uh, uh, where yeah. where Peter like gives up being Spider Man yep. and starts becoming like a better student and That's shit. Right. That's right. You're yeah. right. That is the second one. Yeah. But he was going to be the lizard in the uh, the fourth one. They're kind of setting him up. That would have been great, man. Well, That's bad. one of the things I really do enjoy about Spider Man is that like his rogues gallery is his speed dial. Like <laughs> they're all people he knows. Uh, what I thought Spider Man three did wrong. Oh yeah. I don't disagree with you. I think I have to go with too many villains as well. Uh, they too put, many they, cooks. They put too, too many, many villains cooks. in this movie. And, like, if you're going to make Sandman, if you're going to try to do this, like, redemption story with Sandman, you really need to explore his relationship with his daughter a little bit more. It's so weird. Like, how does he get defeated in the end, too? Yeah, yeah, that whole tacked-on thing with his yeah. daughter. It's just yeah. fucking bullshit. Nobody cares. And then he's so he's like a super monster, Sandman, at the end. He's beating fucking Peter Parker to death. With by a giant way, ha- sand hammer. By the way, what <laughs> will kill Peter Parker? Because the guy seems fucking nigh-invincible. Pretty much. He's He's... he's his costume takes more tears and rips than what, he does. I like that when they like 
they pound. He, the Sandman pounds on him with mm-hmm. a fucking sand hammer, mm-hmm. and his mask rips. Like <laughs> suddenly, his mask is just ripped open. Uh, I don't know, dude. Yeah. I, but, but then, so Hobgoblin, Hobgoblin, New Goblin blows a hole in the side of his head and shoots a couple of missiles at him. Yeah, and then he just kind of disintegrates, and uh-huh. you're like. Wow, the, the, there was a whole battle sequence ahead of time. They ran he ran out seemed, of money. He seemed invincible, <laughs> and yet he was taken down so easily. And then the next time we see him, the last time we see him, uh-huh. he's kind of he's normal sized again. Yeah. He's Thomas Hayden Church once again, and everyone's crying, and everyone's crying. Bugging, and, he, and he apologizes to Peter Parker, and they they have it out. They have, they have a, a catch. He tells him what really happened. Yeah, uh, it's so An funny. Hour, two minutes. The, the two final, hours. the final like five minutes of this movie, or at least the final few minutes of that battle, is like. Just two sequences of Peter Parker swinging in, talking to someone, mm-hmm. and having a cry. Fucking <laughs> Tobey Maguire cries more in this movie than sh- fucking Michael Caine does in Batman or The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> but they should have just a cry off. Can someone please I'll do edit that? that together? Edit together. Edit together. Split screen of <laughs> Alfred crying and Peter Parker crying when when I'm sorry, Uncle ben. when Mary Jane breaks up with him in the park. Oh yes. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I told your parents I'd protect you. You see this? You know what this is? <laughs> <laughs> He's an ugly cry, man. He is and, such an ugly cry. I'm an ugly crier too. I can't say anything, but uh, I would not be filmed crying. I know what I look like. Yeah. So that's what Spider-Man Three did wrong was the uh, Peter, Peter Parker, Parker ugly cry. Uh, all right. So if we were going to make, <laughs> we weren't going to make Spider-Man or Spider-Man Two, but if we were going to remake Spider-Man Three, how would we do that? Oh uh, well, I've gotten clever here, Joe, and I've taken the uh, the cast of another series, TV uh-huh. series. It's okay. on. Uh, I don't know if you'd say it's on TV. It's on Netflix right now. Sure. And uh, they are my cast for uh, okay. the new Spider-Man Three. Let's, let's do this thing because Wait, I took a TV show oh. and I recast Spider-Man Three with this. Joe, what are the chances that it's the same show? I don't know. Is yours a Netflix exclusive? No, it's not. Well, there you go. There we go. All right. How do we do this then? Uh, we kind of uh, have to do one, and then you do the well, other. Well, do we? Do we have? We probably have the same characters. Who, who do you have? Well, of course, I have uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Is that his name? Yeah. Can we talk about how he gets like kind of castrated in this movie? Yeah, a little bit. He was one of my favorite parts of the first two films, especially the second one. And then this one, he's like buying empty cameras from little girls. Well, not not just that. And the the thing is, like J. Jonah Jameson is the setup and the punchline in the first two movies, where suddenly he just kind of becomes like the butt of the joke <laughs> in this one, where. You've got Elizabeth Banks who plays Betty Brant, and she like keeps hitting this buzzer because he's got like high blood pressure. Now. <laughs> I do he love has, that scene. It's a cool scene, but he becomes the butt of the joke. You're absolutely and that's, right. That's not him. That's not him. That's yeah. not when J. Jonah Jameson is the most fun. Mm-hmm. It's when he's like he's setting it up and he's delivering. Man, in that first movie, he is a fucking force of yep. fucking nature. Yep, I love him. So good in that role. J.K. Simmons can uh, do no wrong. Man. Bum, 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 okay. bum, bum. So J. Jonah Jameson. Yep, I did that. I did Aunt May. I did Gwen Stacy. I did Eddie Brock. did the Sandman. Uh, New Goblin, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, what's his name? James Franco. Harry. Mary Jane and Peter Parker. That's who I cast. Oh, great. Yeah. Then let's... Uh, yeah, how do we do this? Let's do this. You man. go first. You just go with whoever's I'll go, bottom, I'll go first, because mine's probably less. Because uh, I don't think that you've seen the show that I'm using, uh, because it is new on Netflix this year. Uh, I've been talking about it a lot because I've I've, I've been watching it a lot, and then, uh, it's a well-made show. It's a, Thirteen reasons. Thirteen reasons why. How did you know? <laughs> I just guessed. I've been using a lot of uh, my recasts from them lately, but damn, there's some great actors in there. It's not just a uh, children's soap opera. It's actually really well done, really well told, okay, uh, and really well acted. Uh, so that's my cast. So I've got uh, for J. Jonah Jameson. I've got Stephen Weber, who you may know uh, from Wings. From Wings, he plays the principal in Thirteen Reasons. Who's going to be our J. Jonah Jameson? Aunt May. 
going to be played by Kate Walsh, who is Hannah's mom. Uh, Gwen Stacy. The actress's name is Alicia Bowe, but she plays Jessica in, uh, in 13 Jessica. Reasons. She's a really good actress. <laughs> Eddie Brock. We're going to go with Alex, played by Miles. Miles Heiser is the actor's name. Okay. So the, the, the toe-headed Alex, uh-huh. uh, who, uh, the, well, if you've seen the show, uh, no spoiler alerts. Here we go. Sandman. Uh, Mark Pellegrino. You know that guy. I know that guy. He's Jacob, from Lost. The and man he's in also White. in Supernatural. Yes, he is. He plays Lucifer. He plays Alex's dad on uh, 13 Reasons. He's going to be our Sandman. And he was in The Big Lebowski. He wasn't, yeah. Your name's Lebowski. <laughs> Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, woo. What do you think? What do you think? This guy looks like a fucking loser. At least I'm housebroken. <laughs> new, <laughs> the new goblin, uh, James Franco, in the previous films. Going to be played by Brandon Lynn, who plays Justin on 13 Reasons. Nice. The dreamy Justin. We all know him. How about that? And then finally, Mary Jane. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. I apologize. Like 2% of our listeners are getting these, but they're pumping their fists right now because I am dead on. Here we go. Mary Jane. Going to be played, of course, by Catherine Langford, Hannah Baker herself. Uh, Runner-up, uh, Evan Rachel Wood from Westworld. Nice. Uh, and then finally, our Peter Parker, of course, going to be played by uh, Clay Jensen. Uh, actor's name is Dylan Minnette. But oh. Clay. Uh, so there you go. There cool. is my 13 Reasons you have a Spider-Man d- 3 recast. director? No, because, I mean, I would do the creator of the show, whose name I can't recall, but uh, don't really have a lot of famous right, TV directors. Well, um, what do you got, Joe? Beat that. Okay, I, I'm going to try to. I you're going to you get, get it right off the first one. All right. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson, mm-hmm. played by Chevy Chase. Uh, Gwen Stacy, Jillian Jacobs. Jillian. Aunt May, Ken Jeong. Eddie Brock, Joel McHale, The Sandman, played by Danny Booty. <laughs> I don't know what this is. You know, I'm The Sandman, uh, no, which no, might, no, be, no. might be a little racist. That guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who is that? It's, it's, okay, hold on. Uh, oh, Harry, okay. Harry Osborne, played by Jim Rash. Okay, I don't know who that is. Mary Jane, played by Allison Brie. Oh. And Peter Parker, played by Donald Glover. You're doing The Office. The cast of Community. Community, thank you. Yeah, Community, directed by the Russo brothers. Of course. Who directed Community. That's right. And also directed fucking Captain America Winter Soldier. Weird, huh? Yeah, that's so weird. I forgot. But there you go. I should have known that Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Chevy Chase. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I like that. And Donald Glover as Spider-Man. Who was your Sandman? My Sandman was Danny Pudi. Who does he play on that show? Oh, I, oh, he's the nerdy he's, kid. He's the, Indi- yes, he's the Indian. He's the Indian guy. <laughs> Probably a little racist that I made him Sandman. Hey, listen, you gotta you gotta put him somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> gotta put him, put him, do your stuff. Take him, take him, take him out. <laughs> take, take him, him down. down. Do your stuff. Do your stuff. Oh, oh god, Lord. guys! If you have any thoughts about Spider Man Three or thoughts about what we've had to say or a recast, you could let us know about it on Facebook. Uh, just put in the editing bay in the search function. That's going to bring up an image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's where you could talk back to us. If you have ideas for movies that you'd like us to talk about in the future, uh, you can also tell us about it right there. Uh, we've also got a website, right, Joel? That is correct. The website is editingbay.com. Guys, we're legit. We have a website. How about that? <laughs> it's 1999, and you just put that anywhere. That's fine. <laughs> Editingbay.com. You'll find uh, all of our past episodes. We have an archive section there. We have all of our links to our social networks, the aforementioned Facebook page, and also our Twitter handle. Please follow us on Twitter at, at the Editing Bay. Not too many ats. Send us all your twats. At at. Twi- at at Editing Bay. Tweets. At the Editing Bay. When you follow us there, uh, you're going to know what movies we're doing next week. In fact, if you're following us now, you probably already know. Which is where weird. It's like the future because I don't even know, Joe. That's right. You're about to find out. I'm about to find out. Well, tell me then, Joe. Uh, what will we be talking well, about? Well, first, week? I want to tell people to give us a rating and a oh, review. Yeah. 
uh, we would love for really that. Really teasing them there. Huh? Do that. Yeah, yeah. Really. I like that. Big, Ten years of radio paying team. off. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, you ready? I'm going to tell you what movie we're going to watch next week. After, after the this. break. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was I talking about? Oh, I was talking about, can you leave us a rating and a review? We would love for you to do that on your Apple device. Uh, just tap on that podcasting app and uh, in the search function, put in the editing bay or Next Wave Radio. That Either one is going to bring us up. And then uh, go ahead and go through there. Give us a uh, five-star rating. would be awesome. And a review. Let us know what you like about the show. Uh, and then when you do that, uh, you know, tell your friends about it, too. Grow the show a little bit. If you don't have an Apple device, you have an Android. What's wrong with you? That, I know, right? Uh, you could find uh, find a couple of apps called Podcast Addict or Podcast Republic, and you can use those to subscribe through iTunes. Apologies to our Android Still listeners. Friends. That was uh, narrow-minded of me. That's I have right. many friends. You should apologize. Some of my best friends use Android. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> There's some of the good ones. That's a good one. He's one of the good ones. They're all, they're all the good ones. He's using one of the you good just, phones. You just don't know them. Uh, all right, so... Next week, um, so I'm on pins about, and needles here, buddy. A, about a year ago, okay. This we, has a setup. Like we this. watched we watched a movie about a uh, a couple of cops. Oh, and uh, they were taking down a drug ring. Okay, um, that could be any number of, of films. One of, last year. one of the cops uh-huh. has been trained in martial arts. Oh, you might say that he's a samurai cop. Oh no. <laughs> Well, Joel. Oh man! Just recently. Oh shit! They had a Kickstarter campaign. What? To make Samurai Cop Two. Yes. And they hit their goal. No way. We're gonna watch Samurai Cop. Is 2. it out already? It's out. Wait, well, from the time they <laughs> hit their Kickstarter limit to the release of this film, what what are we? What kind of window are we? I talking? think this was like a year ago, two years okay. ago. Was and it's out they now? It, huh? And it's out. Oh god, do I have to pay for this? I've got it. You can rip it. Oh, this is so fantastic. I'll, I'll bring it by tomorrow. Sam- when did we do Samurai Cop? It guys, was probably about a year. or I so. I think it ago. has been. Yeah, go back and listen. We're you're well within our 100 limit. <laughs> On iTunes. That's right. So uh, listen to that. It's a precursor to Samurai Cop 2. 2. Have you seen Deadly this already? Vengeance. You've nope, seen it? I have not. Oh, so this will be a this premiere. Be, we will. Neither one of us will have seen it Well, yet. this is going to be a contender for most polarizing <laughs> when we do our Eddie Awards. I'm, we'll, I'm going out a, on a limb already, Joe. I have a feeling we're both going to hate it. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't it, think it's going to be polarizing. It, it could be a best pleasant surprise. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. I doubt that's going to happen. Well, you never know. Look at the quality. The star of the movie changed his name. <laughs> Is this like the witness protection program of films? A a rumor had gone around that he had died, and so he was like killed off. Him and Clint Eastwood. People (laughs) thought that he had passed away, and then he suddenly created this Kickstarter campaign. Everyone was like, "Oh, he did this? What? Yes!" And everyone was like, "What?" To prove that he was, I thought he was dead. And he's like, (laughs) and like the whole Kickstarter campaign is like, "I'm not dead yet." Oh, and he talks about like all this stuff. Everybody is coming back for the second movie. Well, of course, except for Robert Zadar because he's dead. But like, oh no! Yeah, Who's almost, that? Almost every he was the dude with the big chin that got killed in the first movie. Oh, I see. So it wouldn't make sense. I thought you meant the actor anyway. was dead. Well, he is. Oh, yeah. Robert Zadar passed away like ten years ago. Oh, well, good thing they killed this character off. Then, huh? <laughs> That's right. He'd be missing out on the glory <laughs> of Samurai Cop Two. Samurai Cop Two. Deadly Vengeance. De- that's the subtitle, huh? Guys, I don't think this is streaming anywhere. Oh, great! <laughs> How did you? Oh, because you were you were a, a, was, a participator. Uh, what no, did they call him? No, a I backer. Did, I did not back. This oh, you movie. didn't? No, you just found. I was it on. walking around through Movie Trading Company one day. And I was checking. Out, I think I was going to get Spider Man Three. Oh, so they're and deep, I was deep. in the, I was in the S's. <laughs> and I saw Samurai Cop Two, oh, no. and I did a double take. I was like. <laughs> Wait a minute. Fate what? So yeah. Intervene. I picked that up. 
So All right. That's what we're going to be talking about next week, I can't guys. believe they pressed DVDs of that film. <laughs> Blu-rays. Oh, even. It's wow. high def. Blu-ray C-Fan. Good, good for you. <laughs> You're going to get all your pixels, Joel. <laughs> Jabberjaw. <all> <laughs> that, Blu-ray C-Fan. That wasn't Jabberjaw. Oh, that, what was, who was that? That was Snaggle. Was it Snagglepuss? Snagglepuss. That's right. Exit. Stage right even. How awful were those Hanna-Barbera cartoons? I don't know. I kind of liked them. Yes, because we had nothing else to watch. But when... Like the Yogi Bear. Tom and... Uh, ugh. Really? <laughs> yeah. What's know, the Laugh Olympics. There you go. Most or polarizing. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo when they would like race against each other. I was never into the Scooby-Doo. I was never into the any the, of the Hanna-Barbera's, the man. fuck, man? Just Transformers. You're like, fucking just Transformers. Yes, yes, because I recognized quality, and I had I had choices. Did, but it's so like communism see, did, doesn't work. Did you see work. Brian Hodges posted the intro to Silverhawks? I tagged you on it. I was like, Joel still hasn't seen this. Oh, is that what that was? Silverhawks. <laughs> I didn't, you I didn't even like, watch it. It looked like it was Robotron. Well, I, 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 I skimmed it. <laughs> you pay for your insolence. <laughs> Guys, uh, all right, we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. Jeff, thank you so much. <laughs> Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Guys, we'll catch you next week. Samurai Cop 2. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.